know what time it is. You know what time it is. That, of course, is Tool. And you know, here at the podcast, I talk about a lot of Tool. No, am I obsessed with Tool? I love the music. And yeah, I'm pretty fucking crazy about Tool. And the first time I heard that, I was in college. That was during the file sharing era. And we found it online. Some radio station had played it. And we were just, my friends and I were ecstatic. And then 10,000 Days came out 17 years ago. On May 2nd, 2006. It's playing beneath me. Now, we're not we're not really keeping time here. Because that would be the last album that Tool would release until 2019. So for 13 years, the members of Tool, they continued to tour. They went about their lives. And then... They finally, in 20, was it 2018, Maynard said, you're going to hear some new music next year, 2019. So then the anticipation was there for what would become Fear Inoculum. First time I heard Fear Inoculum, I thought, oh, God, that's so slow. And then it grew on me. And then when I saw them live, then it kind of hit me how good that song was, the title track of the album. 10,000 Days had really come out about um, Maynard had lost his mother in 2003, 10,000 days equals 27 years. You know, tool, they'd love to wear their math, their love of mathematics and uh, poly polyrhythmic uh, sounds as well as the Fibiachi sequence. Um, Some people could say that better than me. I'll give them that. Um, is, did I say it right? The Fibiachi sequel. <laughs> he says it better. Um, but yeah, these guys, I mean, I really can't put into words what I think of this album. And and Vicarious really, you know, it set the tone. And then you had Jombie. I mean, this this whole album was just fucking wild. Now, this song supposedly they they were recording it and they said that sounds like Miss Sugar. They're like, because they love Miss Sugar. They, Miss Sugar had opened for them. You know, if you look at the bands that open for Tool, they go on to be really big, like Miss Sugar, like Mastodon, all right? Like Author and Punisher, whom I absolutely love. Um, but this song, here's my, I love this whole song, but this right here, that right there, that's, of course, Adam Jones. You know, what they're able to do as a band, they're able to just... First of all, what's funny is, you know, when Maynard does the stuff with Pussifer or A Perfect Circle, it sounds like A Perfect Circle and Pussifer. I prefer Pussifer. Now, when he does the things with Tool, the re, you know, it's structured so differently, and they really are tight like a band. And yes, there's these reports that they, you know do solos over and over and over because they want to get it right. I understand that. I totally understand that. I love this. I mean, this this is where when they do it live, 
play for you. Here we go. One of my favorite parts. For Marie, which is really 10,000 Days. The whole album, if I can get to it for you. This, this is an album. This is not a collection of hits. Tool doesn't do that. They do an album. And when they put this out 17 years ago. Now, I knew some people in, in my group of, of friends who didn't particularly like 10,000 Days. They thought, oh, it's not lateralis. That's what they said to me. I shit you fucking not. They said it is not um, 10,000 days. Here we go. Wings for Marie. I haven't listened to it in a, in a long time. Beautiful, beautiful song. Actually, that's not true. I did. I did. We'll get to that. Oh, I've got a, I've got a story to tell. You know, when when you're doing something musically and it's to mourn someone, then it takes on a whole new meaning. I mean, you ask the guys of Gojira, they made mag magma while their mother was dying. So, yeah. I mean the whole album I love this part The Pot uh, Wings from Marie 10,000 Days It's an album Of all these different soundscapes They know what they're doing when they do it Oh man they know what they're fucking doing This moment leads into, I think it's an alien abduction or something, and it's uh, Lost Keys, Blame Hoffman. I, I have so many personal memories connected to this album. Now, the 10,000 Days Tour, that was the first time I ever saw them in concert, ever. I went with some friends. Um, we went on September 3rd. 2006 in Oakland, California. My friend's friend, she wanted to stay in the parking lot and just drink and pick up guys. And we're like, uh, fuck that. We're going into the show. We missed the opening act. Their name was Isis. 
Yes. And then, as we walked in, Tool took the stage. Nine o'clock. Oh, it was wild. It was wild. Um, in the Facebook or the MySpace days, I wrote like a uh, just a blog of poetry about my experience there. And I remember a friend the next day was telling me, oh, my God, what did you do last night? And I said, what do you mean? Well, you wrote all of this stuff. I saw. I went and saw Tool for the first time. The first time to see them, and these were nosebleed seats, but I could see Maynard had a shirt off and he had a belt buckle on and a hat. So it was fucking phenomenal. And they did so many songs, new and old. Uh, I think they did Prison Sex. Um, I'd I'd have to go back and look at that set list. That was an interesting set list. Now... This, last year they pulled out right in two brought that in the pot um this song supposedly they've been rehearsing rosetta stone they haven't done that since Ten Thousand days Now, when I saw them the first time, they did that. And they did it at, I think, the, the Oracle in Oakland, the Coliseum. And they had a video screen of some guy walking or running in, like, the heat. And that song is coming on. And the stage was lit. I mean, it was, it was wild. Um, God, this fucking song. And then, of course, I love this one. Supposedly, there's a backwards message, and I did listen to it. I love that song. Just... So beautiful. And then we arrive at the song that really captured me. It took my heart and it pulled it and pulled it and pulled it. Still to this day, I listen to it and I listen to it for meaning. And last year when I saw them, they pulled it out of, they brought it back into the set list. And uh, right in two. I mean, right in two is, it's a meditation of a song. And... If I can, okay, let's bring it up a little more. God, this song is so good. When I hear this song, a lot, a lot kind of uh, comes into my consciousness. I would listen to it after work. I would listen to it, and now it has a different meaning for me. And I want to let's bring it to the uh, the crescendo. I love the crescendo of this song. Mm-hmm. 
so many memories so many moments i remember years ago i was working at my alma mater and in the library and this student came in and we were talking and he was a veteran and he says you know that's my favorite song right into and i went really so why and he says it just paints so many images and that's what their music does it paints these images sometimes i can work out to them sometimes i can't because i'm just sitting there ablaze and just thinking whoa now speaking of ablaze not too long ago um i had a purchase a candle and it was a protective candle and i lit it one evening and i took an edible get ready because this isn't chelsea handler's story although i love her stories about edibles those are funny my story is a little strange can't believe i'm talking about this but i feel free now to talk about it um as what, what's playing underneath me oh vignette express all right so i take the edible it kicks in and i and i'm watching this candle and usually i do something else when i'm taking an edible and i lit that candle and i watched that candle just for almost an hour and a half or no actually an hour and I listened to 10,000 Days, the entire album. And then when I got to Right in Two, I kept repeating Right in Two and staring at the candle. It was, it was a good edible, by the way. And I was telling the lady who sold me the candle about it. And I played her Right in Two. And she said, there's a reason why you experience that. It's because all the vibrations that are going on in that song, of that clip that you just played me, are intense what you were feeling you were in a place that you've never been before and you felt good about it and at the same time you were like you i felt protected it was a protective candle funnily yes it was a protective candle and my friend from college we would we would smoke pot all the time and so even he was tripped out by that and he loves tool he's supposed to go see tool with me this this october in uh, sack we're gonna go see at, at aftershock so as I as I'm in my state of moment and I see this golden almost like window appear or as I close my eyes and meditate and it's like surrounding me and I felt protected I, I was building myself a shield it's a set of armor and just protecting myself to the point where I kept saying to myself uh, I want to live forever. I want to live forever. Knowing that I can't. I wanted to be immortal like some vampire. And um, so 10,000 days, that's when I really got further into it. As years later, it's like, whoa, you experience these moments and the music highlights it. It highlights it late at night. And... Um, now and they have that skull out of the ten thousand days you know it's like a thousand dollars i'm not buying it trust me i love tool but i i draw the line i draw the fucking i've got a shirt of that skull somewhere maybe i should wear that tomorrow oh that would be a trip that would be a fucking trip um and so that's uh actually i could keep playing it it's kind of creepy um that's 10,000 Days, uh, released on May 2nd, 2006. This is the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. 
You know, fuck it. I could just end the show, but I'm not going to. I've got a lot to talk about. And I figure there's the creepy part. Um, is just talking on the weekends and being able to have my time during the week and go to the gym and work out and focus on other things, more important things, because I do have to work out again. Because I left the gym because I have all my weights at home and I'm like, focus, focus, focus. I, I'm a monkey with ADD because I was born in the year of the monkey. I was telling the lady at the esoteric shop that she was like, what year were you born? I said, and I'm very specific. I said, December 6, 1980. I was born at 2.15 p.m. And she's like, oh, my God, you, you're born in the year of the monkey and you have ADD. And I'm like, oh, geez, no wonder. <laughs> um, it's been fun talking about this album. As always, you know, the tool artwork, they really put it into the albums. 10,000 Days, it was like those stereophonic glasses and and they were connected to these eyes on the album cover and you open it and you listen to the album and the artwork. And then Fear Inoculum, the same thing. It was a it was a video screen with a video. So leave it to Tool to really just thrash it up. I mean, they thrashed it up in a really good way. And Ten Thousand Days is such a magical moment for me because that was the first time I ever saw them. It was, if you remember the Tower Records era, Tower Records was about to close. And I went there and I said to him, hey, do you guys have any tool tickets? And they said, we do. Oakland, California, nosebleed. I said, really? So I said, okay, I'm going to buy two. And I called my friend up from college and I said, hey, you want to go see tool? But we have a paper due. We can do the paper the next day. But we have a paper due. I said, I already bought these fucking tickets. We're going. Okay? All right? So that's what we did. We we went. We went and saw Tool, and um, it was my first time seeing them in concert. It was a, it was a magical moment. Um, I loved see I love taking people to go see Tool, whether you've seen them or not. Um, you know, my friend in college, and then for years I didn't see them again. And then in 2017, I took a friend to go see Tool. Um, him and his mother went to college with me, so the whole family did. So we, I took him to go see Tool, and then in 2020, I took his mom to go see Tool in Fresno. Oh, God, that was wild. Right before the pandemic, it closed everything. And then I, I took him again in, in 2022 to go see Tool, and then this year, I'm probably going to see it with my friend James. So, And I want to see them again. Um, I, would, I, I, I have invited someone to go see them again with me. So, because I want to take him to go see a concert with me. And I figure Tool, that's the best bet right there. It's Tool. So, and I like to keep my promises. So, when the timing presents itself, and the destination presents itself, the location, I'm going to fly out there and we're going to go see Tool. So, that's my, my gift. Because I'd love to gift music for people. And 
if I if I give music to you, that means I think a lot about you, you know, friends and um, yeah. <laughs> so if I take you to go to see a concert, that's that's because you see me in my element. It's like, oh my god, I'm not gonna get in the mosh pit because that's not me. I almost got into a mosh pit at aftershock. I was talking to some people and I almost got pushed in, and these guys start coming at me like, oh fuck this. So I jumped back out. Stage diving. Tool doesn't really do that now. Now at Aftershock, they might change. At Aftershock, that's a different beast. When they do an Aftershock set, from what I've been told, it's different versus their regular set where they do a whole crap load of songs, okay? Oh, my goodness. Tool. 10,000 days. 17 years. It's been almost 20 years since they put out this album. A lot has changed in that time. I've lost a lot of friends. Many of them are no longer on this earth. They're deceased. My friend whom I went to college with, she absolutely loved, loved Tool. And um, when I saw them again in 2017, I sensed her presence because they did a song they didn't that they didn't do the first time I saw them, and that was Parabola Parabola. And it was a ma- it was a moment. It was a moment. That's where these songs, they're not just background music. They're a part of me. I remember she and I, we would sit in our car and her car and dissect these songs, this lyrical content, like where Maynard says, uh, get off your fucking cross. We need the extra space to nail the next full martyr. And we were like, okay, is is he talking about L. Ron Hubbard? Is he talking about Jesus? Because the Anima album was just layers upon layers of different things. Oh, my God. And it, I love talking about Tool. I love talking about music. Music to me is so amazing. I wish I could put into better words and context what it means to me. Music doesn't... I don't feel alone when I listen to music. I feel I have something there right there with me. Something that is beyond this world. Very esoteric. Very spiritual very magical because there's a magic to it there's a science to it and especially 10,000 days and right into uh, more and more I listen to right into and I and I go into a zone and it's a very safe space it's a very strong space and when a song does that to you and I love Vicarious Vicarious is such a great song and they open with that that song on the album but for me right into it holds so many different spiritual meanings whether you're listening to it during the day or late at night which i usually do watching a candle a a yellow protective candle that i still have um i don't light it so much for myself now i light it for someone else and um I'd light it because I want them to arrive safe to their destination because they're very important, very important. And they love Tool as well. So now they're hearing this story. You're hearing the story of uh, my experience <laughs> with a candle <laughs> and, and right into, <laughs> you know, it's a... Uh, yeah, I'm a I'm a weird person. I'm I'm a nerd and um I didn't always wear glasses. I mean, 
maybe I'll go back to contacts. I, I don't know. We'll see. And when I feel comfortable about it, we'll see. But when it comes to tool, oh, fuck. I mean, they are, I've seen them probably the most. This will be the fifth time. The fifth time this fall. And probably a sixth time will happen. And that's kind of funny because I am born on the sixth day. <laughs> so to have that, it's like, okay. Um, I, I hope, here's my hope. My hope is, is that I don't just see them at Aftershock, but I see them again. Because I promised him. I didn't promise him. I, or I, yeah, I, I fucking did. I fucking did. Fuck that. I did. I, I promised him. I said, we'll go see him. We'll go see Tool. We'll just hold out for Tool. Okay? And, yeah. <laughs> I'll fly the red eye. Or whatever. I'll, I you know, I can pull strings. I can fucking pull strings. So, um... Or I could just say, I'm not coming into work. Fuck that. <laughs> Fuck that. Uh, to see a really good show like that. And to be able to not just witness it for myself, but witness the other person watching it. And things that are going on inside their head. Their eyes. Their, their you know, the hairs on their arms standing up. And just watching it and going, wow. Yeah. So... That's my hope, is to see them twice this year. So then that's the sixth time. There's rumors that this is the final tour. I don't buy that shit. I really don't buy that shit. They have, I think, another tour in them. They have another album or two in them. But to talk about them in this context, on the 17th anniversary, that's where I really am a nerd, is I'm, I'm doing shows about anniversaries of these albums, whether it's Undertow, which is 30 years ago, their first full-length album uh, produced by Sylvia Massey. Um, there is a song on there that I will end with. Yes, we were talking about 10,000 Days, but there is a song on Undertow that I want to play because it does hold meaning. Um. Yes. And uh, <laughs> don't worry, I'm not gonna sing it. And um. Yep. Okay. Here we go.
Yep. Four degrees. Four degrees warmer. If you don't know what that is, I can help you. You have to look it up. But those of us who know that song all too well, yeah. Yep. So before I leave tonight, <laughs> usually I would say Unpleasant Dreams. Um, that song, yeah. So I want to just echo something. That life is too short to push it away. Um, lay back and let me show you another way. Uh, yeah. Yep. So it's Tool. <laughs> what, what can I say? <laughs> oh, God. To end on that note, it's been fun. It's almost the end of the week. It's almost the end of doing this daily and then i just moved to saturdays and do it and um yeah it's been uh so uh <laughs> good night